All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of History Creeps. I am one of your co-hosts. This is Chris Chavez, and today I'm joined by only one other. You guys are used to us having three hosts on the show. Uh, our new dad, Carter Johnson, could not make it tonight. The curse has struck again. We'll address that in a second. Before I do, I'd like to get to the man of the hour, the ghostest with the mostest, the mouth of the south. Remember him? Johnny Townsend. I do. Jimmy Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Johnny Townsend in this case. I get it. I like it. Johnny I'm Townsend. It. <laughs> What's up, dude? I need a megaphone. <laughs> dude, I, I used to love that, dude. He was so awesome. Yeah, he always came out with Hulk Hogan, if I'm thinking right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. awesome. And the he had the Ray-Ban sunglasses, always had some some sort of neon color. Yeah, Didn't he have, yeah he's always he's always dressed crazy. Yeah, and he had that long, the long 80s flowing brown hair and then the 80s mustache. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Jimmy Hart. He was amazing. He was great. Uh, how you doing, man? But yeah, another, speaking, another of, speaking of Carter, speaking of Carter real quick, though, yeah. uh, you called him Our New Dad, which would be a great sitcom title <laughs> for a show. The new dad on the show, uh, not really <laughs> yeah. our dad. But yeah, uh, listeners of the show know his wife was pregnant. Did we announce that they we did? We did on the last episode of That's Odd, I think. But that's what it was. We can yeah. officially say that he is now a newborn dad. <laughs> newborn dad. He is a dad of a newborn. He's a newborn dad. Yep. Um, and he couldn't make it tonight because once again the curse struck. Listen, the curse has struck for the past couple weeks now. And it's come at us with a vengeance. We squeaked an episode out of History Creeps. We got out an episode of That's Odd. Uh, and the curse came back with a vengeance. The first time it struck, um, you ended up in the ER. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and you were not able to record for a while. You're kind of laid up. We had to postpone for a bit. Then there was uh, other issues that came up with work life elsewhere and then this happened today with carter but what happened to you what happened why why did you get into why were you in the er i had and this is uh this is and i'm not trying to just like promote your other podcast but i had back issues <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh it started to happen over, over i think it's last weekend and it got to the point where like just turning over in my bed when i was trying to sleep would bring great deals sharp uh, things of pain to me oh god and i couldn't handle it so went to the er i'm all right now though now thankfully. is it from drawing is it like posture when you're drawing do you hunch over or something i do quite a bit yeah uh, he, they're thinking that i've pulled a muscle doing something i don't remember it but <laughs> so what happens they said it could old, have been dude, anything you sneeze and you yeah. pull a muscle <laughs> yeah yeah i realized the other day i sneezed and my shoulders hurt <laughs> <laughs> I, oh i've had that before you sneeze so hard and all of a sudden this like aching pain goes across your back and your shoulders yeah that's the it's like I, i'm pretty sure it just died for a second <laughs> <laughs> but you think it's what sneezing is anyway because it makes your heart stop for a split second is that yeah. a real thing is that for real yeah yeah so what happens when you like sneeze multiple times your heart just continuously stops each time yeah, it's a, a sneeze is actually a very violent thing your body does. I've got to look into this because that sounds kind of like an urban legend. It might be actually. Um, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah, Carter was supposed to be on the show today. We actually had him on Skype just about twenty minutes ago, and then uh, in the middle of us talking and just kind of you know chit chatting with each other, getting warmed up for the show, he dropped out. And yeah, we technically heard his voice today. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> so his Wi-Fi is fighting with him, and he yeah. can't get back on. Uh, so we decided the show must go on this week, and he said, soldier on, boyos, and we are. 
That's right. That sounds just like him too. That's a great, <laughs> a great Carter impression. Like that. Um, yeah. So not only did that happen, uh, I also don't have a current creep for the week, but that's not holding us back either because Johnny's got a good one and he's going to go ahead and, and tell us about what the week's current creep is. I'm very proud of this one. I got <laughs> this. This is uh, in the Miami Herald, but it, you can find it on many newspaper sites. We're going to Nor- uh, Norway, Helsinki. There is a rock formation there called, and I may be mispronouncing this because it's in Norway, uh, Troll Picking Rock. Troll, and the troll reason picking? that Troll Picking, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, Troll Picking, T R O L L P I double K E N, Troll Picking. <laughs> the reason this rock is probably really well known, especially there, is it happens to have, <laughs> it happens to have a certain a shape involved that looks like a penis. I just looked it up. That's why I started laughing. I just <laughs> looked it up. That's the oh man. And apparently, recently, and this is a really famous rock formation they have. Recently, some joggers were out in that park, and they looked up to where the penis should be, and apparently, somebody had castrated it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, somebody had went through the trouble of drilling holes in it and damaged it big time. Oh man. And they don't know who did it. That's the mystery of this. They're trying to catch whoever did it. And when they do, they can get up to like six or seven years in prison for it. And as of right now, they're actually taking up money to repair this penis-shaped rock. Do me a favor. Can you do me a favor, Johnny? Do you have Google pulled up? I do. All right. So put in troll picking rock, the three different words. Uh, Listeners at home, you can try this if you have Google available at the moment. Troll, P-I-K-K-E-N, rock. Uh, in Google, and then click images. So obviously you're going to see the image. Uh, you're going to see people um, posing with this thing when it was still there. There's a there's a picture of a whole line of people making their way up to this thing. Uh, yeah. This, now, is, this, this is like that country's most famous penis. <laughs> now, if you scroll down and pass some of these, these uh, pieces of office art, there's a picture of the White House with rainbow colors. Keep going down. You'll see to the bottom left under... You're going to see a picture of a guy with a goat. Does that guy not look like Carter to you? Hold on. I'm looking. I wonder if this is different because I'm on a tablet. Oh, it could be. But he's he's kind of, he's past like the UFC picture and the guy and he's past uh, the dude playing with the, the tennis racket. Yeah, I'm just getting a bunch of rock penises and then a bunch of weird things. Yeah, once you pass the. Weird By the way, this is a weird. This is a weird thing. <laughs> well, even listeners can, can check it out because when you do it on your on your computer, you can pull it up and 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 just just pass like the puffin, the little puffin. Uh, what do you call those little birds? Puffins or whatever. And there's a Uf, a picture of UFC, you know, wrestlers, wrestlers, UFC fighters on the ground. There's a picture of a, a a tennis player. Right after the tennis player, there's this dude at the rock where it's castrated. And I swear to God, it looked like Carter. So when you were like, "Some nobody knows who went through the trouble," and I saw that, picture, I was like, "Carter, what are you doing?" Uh oh, <laughs> he's got a secret life. Uh, he told us about. I think I'm going to put this picture on our Facebook page. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, he kinda, oh, it's not Carter, obviously, but he, he's got a, a resemblance to Carter. It was kind of funny. And side note, uh, I'd actually found this story Monday when we originally were going to record. Yeah, and I, I had since closed that page so i had to look it up again today <laughs> and i looked it up with the keywords in google uh rock penis norway <laughs> oh no do not look that up yeah. on google so just so you know if you do that you need to clean out your cookies and such afterwards <laughs> <laughs> all 
I'm glad you <laughs> just told in them. case. I'm glad you <laughs> told them how to spell it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, dude. Oh man, um, what do you do, man? Like, like you're going to Norway. You've heard about this rock. You've been planning it as part of your trip. Because if you, I don't know about you, when I go places I've never been before, I'm one of these people where I look up like. Show me weird parts of this state, yes. of this town. Where can I find like yeah. the giant ball of twine, or where can I find you? Know, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Like, um, I if you ever come to visit in Buffalo, I can show you where the oldest tree in Buffalo is. It's got a plaque yes. on it, and those kinds of things, right? Yeah. When you come here, I'm going to show you where they filmed Hunger Games, that oh, kind of thing. See, beautiful. So yeah. you go to Norway, and you've heard about this rock that's shaped like a penis, and you can't help yourself. You got to put that on your list to go get a picture, right? Like, yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be the world's hardest penis. <laughs> like, how deflated are you when you get there and find out? Yes, perfect choice of words. But when you find out the things been like the things just laying there on the ground, flaccid, broken. Yeah, it's not. like Lorena Bobbitt came through. <laughs> Mother Nature. Mother Nature was Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> I don't think it was Mother Nature though. Somebody drilled and did this. Oh God, they went out of their way to do all that. That's yeah. the thing. That's horrible, man. there you go people that's our current creep for the day for this episode uh now for today's episode um as you already know since you downloaded the episode and you saw the title we're uh coming back to urban legends we're doing another installment of urban legends however these urban legends are more of um based in fact as a a matter of fact all three of these stories that i'm about to tell you about today uh come from true stories and then it becomes one of these stories that gets passed around that ends up being the uh i heard it from a mom my mom whose friend had a daughter whose you know cousin and and classmate it happened in their town you know what i mean yeah and i was going to ask you real quick chris to kind of get us started on this on this now when you were a kid did you have little urban legends that that only you for whatever reason believed I'll tell you that to tell you this. When I when I was a kid, I don't know where I heard this, but I had it like instilled in my brain. And I'm talking when I was like five or six, somewhere around that, that age, that if it was raining outside and I went outside and I looked up and I got rainwater in my eye, it would change. <laughs> it would change my eye color. Really? Who told you that? I have no idea. I just know I believed it. That is amazing. No, I don't know. Um Aside from urban legends, maybe like things like uh, when you sneeze, your heart stops. Because I don't know if that's real or not. So things like that. Um, but off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. Uh, that is the mo- That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I think from <laughs> now on, every little kid I come across, I'm going to tell them that. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Get that spread around. Um, okay, this is maybe a- maybe I was just hopeful because I got stuck with brown eyes. <laughs> You're like, so I don't knows? like brown eyes. Would you want yeah. blue eyes? You're hoping for for the blue? Or or green, just something interesting. Something different. Yeah. Um, now, the, one of the things we did talk about uh, in our past episodes of Urban Legends is the question of where do these stories come from? Some, sometimes they're based in fact. Sometimes they're just based in, in having moral messages. Uh, this is completely going to be a little off topic but it's kind of related but when you asked me about uh whether or not i had anything growing up like that it reminded me of this conversation i just had um and i'd actually like to do a whole show on it if it's possible but have you ever had these things like when you were growing up did you ever have these little sing-song things like in the fields they have these little um weeds that grow up that have 
little knobs on the top and you'd grab it and say mama had a baby and its head popped off and you just snapped the thing right off you ever heard that uh no but okay we've so- had si- we've had similar things like uh you would say little sayings when you were picking a certain kind of flower or something like that i just remember that little mama had a baby and its head popped off and you snapped a little bulb off the end of the week. that's just violent well yeah. it was very violent but i grew yeah. uh i grew up most of my life in florida uh, my wife grew up most of her life up in new york she and i had the same experience with that as children and to me it's like where does that come from how does that get around the country um like did you ever uh what are there's all these little i can't think of them off the top of my head but i always think well, can, can i give you can yeah. i give you an update real quick yeah all right so when you sneeze uh-oh, yeah. I want to pronounce some of these words wrong because they're for uh, educated folk. Uh, when you sneeze... Maybe if you put the, on a doctor voice, you might pronounce it right. <clears throat> yeah. When you sneeze, the <laughs> intrathoracic pressure in your body momentarily increases. This will decrease the blood flow back to the heart. The heart compensates for this by changing its regular heartbeat momentarily to adjust. However, the heart itself doesn't actually stop. So, see, that's an urban legend. And where did that come from? Why did I hear that? Why did you hear that growing up in two different parts of the country? Guarantee there's kids growing up in in California, in Canada, that have heard the same thing. And just like these little sing-song things that we have as kids or these little, uh, you know, um, just – the idea behind where these things come from to me fascinates me. I always get this, where does it come from and why do we all share these these shared experiences having lived nowhere near each other, been involved, you know what I'm saying? Like It's not like my yeah. cousin knew you and that's how the information got passed around. Or, um, But today, the three urban legend stories or the stories I'm going to bring to you do have basis in reality. Um and what I realized also is all they all have dead bodies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's jump right into this, okay? The first story is the story of the couple. They're on their honeymoon. Um, the, the, the husband books a hotel that's just like the most wanted hotel uh, at their destination. So all the rooms are almost gone. He gets the last one. He's lucky to get the last one, right? Yeah. So they get there. Uh, they're just happy, wedded bliss. Um, they get to their room and they open the room and as they come in, he notices a weird smell. It's nothing too strong, but he notices it and it's, and he's wondering if the person before them had some sort of body odor. You know what I mean? You can still smell, (laughs) you can still smell the, the, uh, the disinfectant and the stuff that the, the maids did to clean the room. However, there is that underlying kind of lingering smell. Have you ever experienced that Johnny going on a vacation and maybe walking into your hotel room and going, that doesn't smell right. I mean, there's nothing to where, like, I think there's a dead body in there, but you know, some <laughs> rooms have smelled musty or whatever before, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So he knows he, he's just he's going to put it out of his mind. Hopefully it's going to go away. There's nowhere they're going to you know, go stay now. Everything's booked at the destination they're at. Uh, they go off to the pool. They come back a little later, and he seems it seems like that smell's getting a little stronger. So he calls down to the desk and says, you know, you might want to check the vents or check something because it smells like there might be a rat somewhere that may have died. Uh, so they say, you know, we're going to make sure our, our, our maintenance gets on it. Don't worry about it. So he goes out for the night with his wife for dinner and everything. They come back, and the smell is just it's a little it's a little much now, right? In the room, it's just a little much. So he goes and he opens the sliding glass door to let in some ocean breeze and, and they get some, some uh, 
some of her perfume and sprayed around the room to kind of get rid of the smell. And he assures her, you know, look, they're, they're going to be taken care of. Uh, they're taking care of it, but I'll call the hotel desk uh, one more time. And so he does. And again, they assure him, you know, they have workers on working on it. They're searching the vents. Um, it's a big hotel. Uh, please have some patience, but they, they're going to rectify it. Don't worry. Guy's perfectly fine with that. He and his wife go to bed that night. Now they're on their honeymoon. We all know what happens on your honeymoon. Uh-huh. You're watching late night and you fall asleep. So uh, they wake up the next morning and the stench is just overwhelming. They just can't. It's it's unbelievable. So now he's annoyed. Like, yeah, he can't find another hotel. This is the only one he's got to be stuck with. Like, he's going to make sure the manager knows he's not happy. Calls down. They send somebody up to search the room because maintenance couldn't find anything throughout the whole hotel. So they're starting to search the room now. They're they're going into you know underneath the cabinets in the in the in the bathroom and checking the 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 uh, the ductwork where the uh, you know the air conditioning and stuff. Then they decide let's pull up the mattress and just make sure that there's nothing underneath. They pull up the mattress and there, underneath them where they had slept all night was a dead body. Terrible. This is not. Could you imagine if this happened to you? <laughs> Apparently, it's not. Uh, it's not like a one-time thing or a two-time thing. This happens all the time. This has happened in cities like Las Vegas, Kansas City, Atlantic City, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Los Angeles, Chicago. It's. It's actually. Um, it wasn't too long ago. I want to say like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. That uh, a hotel near me in hickory north carolina it's just hipping to scop up hipping to skip up the road for me uh they actually one of the hotels there they kept smelling something i don't know if anybody slept there or not but they kept smelling something and they found some woman dead underneath the bed there yeah uh according to the this is uh let me see what the date is on this november 2016 this is the a true story okay uh in england Hotel guests unwittingly sleep in room with dead body for a week after a woman killed and stuffed under bed. Um, it says horrified hotel guests were unwittingly sleeping in a room with a dead body for a week and only discovered the chilling truth when they noticed a rank smell coming from under the bed. The guests were then stunned to find a woman's body wrapped in black plastic stashed under one of the beds. Investigators believe the body may have been laying there undiscovered for at least a week. Clinic staff said that after the last guest checked out of the Hotel Senador in Mexico City, they had noticed a strange smell coming from under the bed and decided to lift it to see what it was. It was then that the staff at the hotel, which is located on Doctores neighborhood, one of the capital's picturesque areas just southwest of the historic city center, discovered the plastic-wrapped female corpse. Two cleaning ladies initially reported the grisly find from room 323 to management who immediately called police. Uh, the hotel spokesman confirmed during the time that we believe the woman was under the bed, several people checked into the room and slept with the body underneath them. Oh, goodness. <laughs> How do you not notice the smell? Oh, God. Can Like, just the thought. Just the thought, man, that where you'd been sleeping at night was a body decomposing underneath you. Yeah, that's I get weird just sleeping in places where I know bad things have happened, let alone that. <laughs> so this right here is uh that's that's a that's that's just creepy, dude. For real. That just gives, makes my skin crawl. Uh but yeah, 
this is how it happens. Something like this happens, right? And then if somebody hears about it, you read about it in your local paper, you tell your friend, they tell their friend, they go on vacation to Florida, they see their cousin they haven't seen in 10 years, and they're like, guess what I heard? And they tell their friend, and then that gets... And this is how urban legends are born. Uh, but yeah, the this one, and like I said, these other two, based in fact. That's That's just... Like, how would you feel if... <laughs> Because you know, a lot of times when we when we when we're looking for hotel rooms, it's we're traveling late at night or something, and we just want a place to sleep for yeah. a couple hours. <laughs> no, yeah, that's just ridiculous. I'll sleep way. in my car, thank you. I will yeah. sleep in the car. They're like, sorry, the only room we have there's a body underneath it. We're waiting for the medics to come, but you're welcome to sleep tonight. Yeah, it's even worse if the hotel knows about it. <laughs> oh God. Um, All right, let's move on to the next story. You ready for this one? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we all love Halloween. We love the the creepy spookiness of Halloween. Um, One of the things I like about Halloween is not just the the atmosphere, but the, the decorations. Like I like to decorate for Halloween the way some people decorate for Christmas. Like I have all kinds of different knickknacks and and things that I put up uh, for Halloween, you know, pumpkins and witches and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. I love the, I've always loved the holiday. Um, A lot of people go out of their way to, to decorate the outsides of their houses as well. I don't know if you've ever seen, like it, it seems to be now Halloween's turning almost like into a Christmas competition holiday. You know what I mean? Like where the one dude down the street is, is uh, you know, puts up the big Christmas display and then the, the other guy has to put up the bigger one. And then each year yeah. it's like each one's adding something to it to make it bigger and better. Yeah. And Halloween's getting that way, too. People start putting, you know, you've seen these ones with the uh, the witch that looks like she crashed into a tree. You just wrap her around a tree. You know what I mean? And it, it's uh, it's got a broom sticking out the back. Yeah, <laughs> they've got that thing. I've seen all those big blow up, you know, uh, pumpkins and, and ghosts that hang from trees. And sometimes people make things to look like bodies hanging from trees or from lampposts. We we had uh, not too far from me. I feel like I already said that once, but <laughs> literally down the road from where I live off the this major highway, uh, there was this house around this uh, around this curve and they went all out crazy for halloween and they just kept leaving their stuff up but it had everything you're just saying like to the point where it was disturbing honestly very <laughs> disturbing because they went realistic with it oh man to the point where like they were forced to remove it because <laughs> they got too many complaints i've seen people who go all out and have like it looks like real life hands and and you know zombies yeah. coming out from the ground and like yeah i've seen that stuff um well i mean they literally they literally would take like uh i don't know where they got it but they had like a bunch of uh uh, dummies you know that they and mannequins yeah. that they used mm-hmm. and it was it honestly it was very disturbing yeah so the idea here is that during the during this witching time of the year uh there's a there there's a town where there's a street that the entire road um they they go all out for halloween they decorate all out all the houses look like haunted houses and and skeletons are up and scarecrows are put up in yards and one year um you know it's the same as always there's you know the ghosts hanging from the door and and some of the light poles have bodies hanging from them looking like people you know are are, are committed suicide or been lynched or uh it's all of this this just complete the entire street the holiday comes and goes, and everyone starts taking down all of their decorations, uh, preparing for Thanksgiving, uh, a more you know happier, uh, loving, uh, festive time of year. It's a little warmer. 
Um, so they start to notice, though, that there's one guy that forgot to take down one of the bodies hanging from the lamppost out in front of his house. So they go to knock on his door to let him know, hey, you know, this is your your decoration still hanging up there, uh, one of his neighbors, and there's no answer at the door. Um, a couple more days go by, and then they, real, they, they go up there, and one of them is going to go ahead and try to take it down because they realize that the guy that usually lives there was out of, out of town uh, for the last few days. He hadn't been there. Uh, so they go to remove the decoration, and they find it's a real person, that somebody had hung themselves uh, and had been hanging there for weeks during all of this festivities and uh, hollow, all the Halloween decor had just been, com- com- you know, mistaken to be a decoration for Halloween. Wow. So you're going to tell me that this has really happened. My friend, October 27th, 2005. <laughs> Hanged woman mistaken for Halloween prop. Oh, man. Frederica, Delaware, the apparent suicide of a woman found hanging from a tree went unreported for hours because passersby thought the body was Halloween decoration, authorities said. The 42-year-old woman used rope to hang herself across the street from some homes on a moderately busy road late Tuesday or early Wednesday. The body, suspended about 15 feet above the ground, could be seen easily from passing vehicles. State police spokesman uh, Corporal Jeff Oldham and neighbors said people noticed the body at breakfast time Wednesday but dismissed it as a holiday prank. Authorities were called to the scene more than three hours later. They thought it was a Halloween decoration, the wife of Mayor William Glandon told Wilmington's The News Journal. It looked like something somebody would have rigged up. Yeah, so this really happened. Can you imagine just the feeling of like, imagine if you'd seen it and thought, oh man, that's awesome. That looks so realistic. Whoever did that, like, that's just really messed up. It's creepy, but it's great, right? Like, that's good work. Imagine if you thought that and then read this news story a little later, like, wait, what? Well, you just said it was a busy highway. So imagine if like there had, there were bound to have been some kids who seen it and thought, oh, that's a great Halloween, you know, decoration. Then maybe they found out later it was a real person. I mean, how would that affect a kid? Let alone me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, think of this, too, because they said they saw it around breakfast time. That means that this woman committed suicide hours before that, right? Yeah. During, like, didn't somebody see that at all? Wasn't there one car that saw this woman climb up there and hang herself? And how did she hang herself? Oh, it's from a tree, right? I was yeah. thinking from a light, the light pole. So, yeah, so she hung herself from a tree. Um how do you not see that? How do you just not see somebody just kind of drop and start hanging? I don't know. Unless she found a perfect spot and waited until it was kind of clear for a second. Yeah. Oh God. Cause if it's late at night, even your most you know, populated roads are, Oh, you're right too. You know, it's probably, kind of... They probably couldn't see her. Yeah. That's just horrible though, man. That's a horrible, number one, a horrible way to die to feel like you're at your, Oh, that was a horror. I was almost going to say at the end of your rope, <laughs> but um, but you know what I mean. To be at a place where yeah. it's like that's it, and then you decide you're just gonna hang there. Uh, yeah. Oh God, and then no one notices. No one notices. Yeah, that's almost even worse, kind of in a way. You sure? Because I got something even more worse for you. All right. Well, muzzle hit me. The idea is that have you ever been to um traveling amusement parks or like the fair when it comes around? A lot yeah. of the time, like the big county and the big state fairs, they have the um, fun houses, right? The little spooky yeah. fun houses that you go into. And you walk through, and a lot of times they have the uh, 
they have the warped like mirror and you stand in it and you get all squeezed together and then you get all big and flabby and then you squeeze together you know what i mean you get short and you're tall you're short and you're tall uh there's one i remember going into one when i was a kid they had this one room where it was it felt like you were walking in a tunnel which um it kind of was but there was a revolve it was almost like you were in a tube and the way the tube uh was around you and painted it was revolving so you're walking on this thing and the thing that the tube you're inside is spinning um and they use black lights it totally made it feel like you were walking on a bridge that was just spinning in circles like you were going upside down it was the most like mind altering perception altering thing um, yeah, so like a pink floyd album <laughs> yeah it was insane dude uh so you, you know you see you've seen these things you've seen these little like uh the little mini haunted houses that you go through um and people jump out and scare you or sometimes oh, they, yeah, they yeah. have to put your hands here you know what that is that's peeled eyeballs and you're like oh <laughs> yeah. gross right yeah, yeah. Uh, those are fun though (laughs) so the story is is that there was this this spooky fun house type of a deal and these kids are all going through this fun house uh and they're all creeped out and like the skeletons jump out and the ghouls jump out uh and they get to the one spot and they shows this dead body sitting up in a coffin staring at them you know with the with the dead eyes uh and one kid looks at it and goes man you know that looks real that looks real and the other kid dares him to try to touch it right so he goes ahead and he, he reaches his finger out and kind of pushes on the chest and it, it, it gives it has a kind of give almost like like a, a human body would. It's not it's not a stuffed, uh, you know, dummy. It's not a mannequin. It's not hard. So the other kids dare him to, you know, pull on the ring that's on his finger. So he reaches over and goes to pull on his ring. And when he does, the finger comes right off, exposing bone. Oh. And the kids tear out of there screaming. Authorities are called. The uh, the leader of the uh, the little traveling circus, the little fun house thing that they have there, the, the, the guy who runs the thing is arrested because he's using real cadavers in his spooky fun house. Oh, my gosh. This sounds like the 1700s. You would think, right? How about 1970s? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> this is based on a true story that happened in 1970s. This is on Slate.com. How a real corpse ended up in a California fun park spook house. It was 1976. Crew members from the TV show The Six Million Dollar Man were preparing to shoot on location at Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach, California. The plan was to capture Steve Austin, the titular pricey fellow, riding in one of the cars along the track of a spooky ride called Laugh in the Dark. The ride featured a tunnel in which ghouls, demons, and skeletons would pop up and scare you as your car jolted from side to side in the dark. Well, while sprucing up the set, a $6 million man employee spotted a mannequin hanging from a noose in the corner. He reached for the mannequin's arm, and the arm broke off in his hand. Looking at the dismembered limb, the worker was astonished to see that what looked like bone beneath layers of desiccated skin. This was no mannequin. This was a man. The hanging corpse in question was once Elmer McCurdy, an outlaw who died in a gunfight with police 65 years before being found in the funhouse. In 1911, the mischief-making vagabond robbed a train near Okessa, Oklahoma, then took his spoils, $46 and two jugs of whiskey, north, where he holed up in a barnyard on the Kansas border. Police pursued him and ended up killing him in a shootout among the hay. McCurdy's body was taken to a funeral home, but no one claimed it. 
Seeing a money-making opportunity, the undertaker embalmed him and allowed visitors to view the preserved corpse if they placed a nickel in its mouth. Five years into this lucrative scheme, a carnival man turned up at the funeral home claiming to be a long-lost relative of McCurdy and requested to take the body so it could be laid to rest properly. He was, of course, lying. Within his weeks, uh, the McCurdy corpse was the star attraction of a traveling carnival. For 60 years, McCurdy's, mu McCurdy's mummy made the rounds of carnivals, wax museums, and haunted houses until it turned up inexplicably at the Pike in Long Beach. By this time, the legend of Outlaw McCurdy was long forgotten, and the body was assumed to be a fake. After the $6 million man discovery, police identified McCurdy and sent the body to Summit View Cemetery in Guthrie, Oklahoma for a long-delayed internment. So if you're living out there in Guthrie, Oklahoma, head out to the uh, Summit View Cemetery. And that dude, Elmer Kurt McCurdy, uh, was passed around basically for 70-something years, 60-something <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> I'd actually heard this before because uh, the $6 million man was one of my mom's favorite shows yeah and lee majors i think that's who the actor yeah. is who plays him that's how i got my middle name i was named after him your middle name is major and, no lee <laughs> but yeah <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> johnny major townsend <laughs> that's my middle name now <laughs> i'm gonna change it to that mom i'm changing my middle name <laughs> so no you know when there's like certain tv shows and stuff you like you look up little weird facts about those shows oh, yeah yeah and that's how i found that like it's just a kind of a fascinating thing it that is. whole i mean it's just just crazy yeah i thought it was, it was so absolutely insane and it says that his grave is marked by a stone that lists his death date as 1911 and burial date is 1977 with no elaboration <laughs> on the matter uh, a thick layer of concrete atop the casket ensures the corpse won't go walk about again <laughs> <laughs> well when you started telling me the story my first thought was this is like in the 1700s or even earlier when people would grave rob, uh, you know, grave rob all the time. And they do it for all different kinds of things. For si They yeah. sell it to medical science, the body parts to medical science, uh, and things like this. Like carnival barkers would use them to, to make their, their fun houses and their scary houses more realistic because their bodies didn't look like mannequins. That their competitors were using, they looked real. Uh, cause they, yeah, because they were real. They were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How... <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, let's say it was the urban legend side where it was the kids that discovered it. Can you imagine being that kid that like pulls on the finger or something and, and the finger comes off like you're scarred for life? You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. literally. Yeah, that's that's a uh, therapy coming soon. <laughs> and then the guy working on the set, the arm, the freaking arm comes off. Can you imagine that? That's even worse. Yeah, because you know he didn't believe it at first yeah. because he, he they deal with props all the time. And so you know he's holding this arm and wherever that joint <laughs> yeah. is or wherever it is, it ripped off. Like he's brushing that away with his hands because yeah. it's already mummified. So he's, he thinks it's just kind of dirty and he's brushing it away to see what the heck's that sticking out. Oh, that looks like bone. Wait. Or he's probably thinking, man, we did some really good work this time. This thing looks realistic. He's like, I, I wonder if they're still using the, uh, the corn syrup. He's tasting it. Yeah. Hmm. God. No. Hey, six million dollar man, come check us out. <laughs> <laughs> he's putting he's putting the fake arm yeah. inside his sleeve, and he's like faking yeah. people, like he's shaking their arms and letting them pull his arm out. He's pranking. Them. That's one. That's one of the best shows because he he fights Bigfoot at some point. That's one of the greatest moments oh, of television. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Lee, yeah. Lee Majors versus the Bigfoot. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, guys, that's uh, that's our urban legend episode. That's our um, 
little presentation basically of how some of these stories can be based in reality and then you can easily see how they would snowball and take off and all of a sudden it it, it happened you know in your neighbor's na- you know childhood neighborhood yeah the earlier ones fascinate me more because there's no internet to help spread them yeah for sure those are the ones so that those, i love yeah and you can tell like where the the, the word, what is it? The uh, word of mouth passed on these stories and yeah. how they evolved different parts of the country. Oh yeah, for sure. It's very fascinating. Very, very. I think the next time we hit an urban legend, I think we're going to jump into some cre- creepy pastas. We're going to come completely current and just talk about how urban legends are now being created by the internet itself. Um, oh, that's very true. Yeah. So I think Slenderman and all that stuff. That'll be our next installment, and I think maybe we'll have it so where uh, each of us brings brings one to talk about, so that it it'll be nice and uh, interesting. You guys don't have to listen to my voice the whole time. Well, it's not that bad. <laughs> my voice voice is horrible, man. <laughs> what if I sound like this? <laughs> <laughs> all right man um well yeah that's another history creeps in the bag do you want to tell the good folks where they can find you uh on the social media you can find me on the social meds i do artwork and such cartoons and all the goofy things i can think of johnnyism28 that's my instagram also my other podcast is retro blist it's about old school video games I do it with my buddy trevor it's on this very same network as well as itunes and stitcher uh pretty please give us a rate review and a subscribe we would definitely appreciate it Oh, yeah. You know, I do a podcast, a couple other ones as well, uh, the That's Odd spinoff for History Creeps. I also do Back Issues comic book podcast. You'll find that on the network that Johnny mentioned, BICBP-radio.com. Go check out the network and see if there's a show on there you like. There's the Back Issues. There's Johnny's Retro Bliss show. There's a few other different kinds of shows out there. Uh, If you enjoy them, head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe and comment. And most importantly, make sure you rate. The ratings are one of the most important things for podcasts. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a podcast listener, which means you've heard this a trillion times from all the other podcasts that tell you the same thing. Ratings mean so much to the show. It gets us in other people's eyes when they search up for the uh, the, the subject matter. Um, it gets us in their ears. It also gets, uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to start getting some revenue to help pay for some of the stuff that's running and get you some more cool content so head over to bicbp-radio.com check out the shows and again make sure you support the ones that you're into and spread the news on the ones that maybe you know your friends will be into um history creeps also has a facebook page head over to it history creeps uh we're also on instagram at history creeps um i think that's about it i don't think i think you got we don't have a twitter for history creeps yet so no, we don't believe in that. Not yet. Uh, Twitter's dying. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. So, again, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this journey of history creeps. For Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.